Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture, and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Monroe, and around this time each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll bring a selection of local news and views. On today's episode, the Art Fair East East Tokyo 2023, but first, islands. The question of land remains a fierce topic of conversation the world over, but with Russia's war in Ukraine entering its first anniversary, and disputes close to home redrawing lines around the East China Sea. In Japan, that question's proved equally important, considering its own measurement. Now, for the first time in 35 years, the number of islands owned by the country has more than doubled its original figure of 6,852 to 14,125. Yet the revision, based on recent digital mapping, is unlikely to change the overall territory or even the extent of its own waters. The recount came amid criticism that data was old and that the true figure could be vastly different. Previous data relied on hand-collated figures from Japan's own Coast Guard in 1987 and only included islands with perimeters 100 metres or more, omitting islands in lakes and river sandbanks. The latest surveys based on electronic maps generated in 2022 by the Geospatial Information Authority of Japan, or GSI, cross-referenced with aerial photographs and other materials helping exclude artificially reclaimed land. The redrawn survey listed 1,479 islands in Nagasaki and 1,256 in Kokoshima, both to the south, while 1,473 were listed in Hokkaido to the north, all observing the UN Convention on Maritime Law, which clearly states an island's a naturally formed area of land surrounded by water, sitting above the sea at high tide. Staying with Hokkaido, and the Japanese chipmaker Rapidus is said to be mulling over plans to build a factory there, as it aims to revive Japan's semiconductor industry through homemade next-generation chip production. Hokkaido is one of several locations being considered, with a decision said to be made by the end of March. Rapidus was founded by a group of heavyweights including Toyota, Sony and six other major Japanese companies, all planning to mass-produce 2 nanometer technology in Japan by 2027. 5G communications, quantum computing, data centres and self-driving vehicles will all benefit from this latest chip, while a move to the north will see the manufacturer receive state subsidies of 70 billion yen. Rapidus in the US recently partnered with IBM producing their semiconductors, while Apple aims to be the first next year to use the latest chips from Taiwan's TSMC in upcoming iPhones and future computers. The first ever Spogomi World Cup will be staged this November in Tokyo, a sport of Japanese invention in which participants, or athletes if you will, compete to see who can collect the most rubbish and where. Launched in 2008, named after the portmanteau of sport and gomi, or rubbish in Japanese, Qualifying events are scheduled to take place in 20 other countries, with teams of three having an hour to collect rubbish 
from a range of places, be them beach or street. The competition is attracting business interest too. The fast retailing company, otherwise known as Uniqlo, is set to donate US$2 million to fund the sporting event. And finally, Japanese Foreign Minister Yoshimasa Hayashi has said Japan will invite his Ukrainian counterpart to the G7 meeting of foreign ministers held tomorrow in Germany. As the organiser of the meeting and this year's chair of the summit, Japan's also preparing to host an online G7 meeting the week later, on February the 24th, exactly one year after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Tucked behind Tokyo's National Museum of Modern Art, a short distance from Tokyo's Budokan Hall, and a stone's throw from the Imperial Palace in Takebashi Station, the Science Museum plays host this weekend to East East, a two-day festival introducing local artists and galleries to a domestic audience as well as the wider international art community. The inaugural edition in 2020 has now bounced back and become East East Tokyo 2023, hosting 25 up-and-coming galleries, as well as fledgling artists drawn mainly from the Tokyo area. There'll be art exhibits and sales rooms, video showcases, talk sessions, guided tours, even food and drink. An opening performance last night by the Kyoto-based Antibodies Collective kicked off proceedings, while additional off-site programmes will include video exhibits on the streets of Shibuya and Shinjuku, with live music and happenings, giving a taste of what it's like being immersed in some of the more recent and curious parts of Tokyo's artistic scene and cultural community. Scan the World is one of the projects involved this year, openly inviting people to scan fragments of the city with handheld scanners and submit what they find to the project's ongoing archive. A sort of expression of collective behaviour, if you will, and visualised take on the French philosopher Guy Debord's derive. If the Situationist International was about making things happen, then Scan the World is the modern equivalent, recording that world as it happens. Admission to East East is free for anyone 16 or under, while tickets are required for everyone else, bought online and online only from the East East website easteast.org or through Artsticker via its website artsticker.app or, as you might have guessed, through the Artsticker app itself. East East Tokyo 2023 opens today, is open tomorrow until 7pm and then concludes on Sunday 5pm. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in next week. And if you enjoyed this or any of the episodes so far this year and throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com or leave a voice message at speakpipe.com forward slash notebook with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time, though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook. Notebook.